0: I'm John Manuel, I'm the editor of Baseball America Magazine, been coming here since 1998 here to Omaha, so excited to be back at Rosenblatt Stadium one last time. And Mike Cavasini's been here since 2006, been coming to Omaha every year, as North Carolina center fielder, and he saved his best for the postseason. He hit 390 as a freshman in 2006, In the postseason helped get Carolina here, and then last year in 2009 he went 6 for 13 in three colorful series games, so his best baseball was really played in Rosenblatt Stadium. So without further ado, Mike Cavasini. Right. Good to
1: see you.
0: And Mike is a fellow Tar Heel, as I'm a North Carolina alumnus as well. So I've always got a uh, a special reservoir of uh, good feeling for Mike. And, uh, you know, 2006, Mike, was the only year that I actually didn't come to Omaha in the last 13 years. So I was watching it uh, on TV. I watched you guys in the regional that year and the super regional. And that's really when your career kind of seemed like it took off in the postseason. Talk a little bit about just, you know, your career being as far as the, your best hot streets, really were all in the postseason and getting Carolina to Omaha. Well, it really just, uh, you know, I felt like my
1: freshman year. I was just a small fish in a big pond. Um, I ended up being in the right place at the right time. Uh, I'm not an oversized guy. I came in, we needed an outfielder, and I kind of I earned my spot. Um, I used what I could. I used my speed. I didn't hit home runs. I have zero career home runs in high school and college, so um, wouldn't wouldn't rely on that and just put the ball on the ground and uh, and use my speed. So it seemed like in the postseason, you know, we had hitters like Reed, Front, Josh Horton, Chad Flat, you know, numerous guys that are playing big league ball. Um, my job was just get on base. So any way I could, ground balls, base hits. That's all I did. I bunted and got on for these big guys that hit home runs. And uh, we went down to Alabama. Um, I had the game of my life. I I honestly don't know what happened. I don't know what I ate that day. (laughs) If I did, I would have ate it every day, but I don't. Um, I got lucky I had five, I mean, ground ball hits against Wade LeBlanc, who's a phenomenal pitcher. Uh, He's now pitching. Yeah, he's with the Padres as a starter. I got on, you know, a lot. We ended up winning the first game, and the second game was probably the best time I've ever had in college. Uh, Chad Flack hit a walk-off home run uh, to send us to our first year in Omaha since I've been there. And, uh, you know, the rest was history. I went from playing, you know, that was probably the biggest crowd uh, in Alabama was playing in front of maybe 8,000 people. Came out here, we won some games, we played Oregon State for the National Championship, which we lost, and then maybe this again next year. But um, played in front of 29,000 people, which I was telling everybody else, you you can't describe playing in front of all these people. You know, you, you grow up dreaming about it. You grow up wanting to play here. And we were the new team, so a lot of people were rooting for us, and that was a lot of fun. You know, we got to come out here and play, and... And enjoy ourselves
0: now by the time by last year your, your fourth year junior last year in 2009 you guys get back here for the fourth straight year did you notice with any of your teammates did you guys ever I don't know did you get used to Omaha or was it still a thrill even last year coming back for the fourth time
1: oh it's still a thrill every time I mean nothing's ever given nothing's ever set in stone no matter what your preseason rankings are or anything you know we still dogpiled after Super Regional knowing that I mean it's a tough task just to get here the grade 8 teams get here and um it really just, you know, it was good for the new guys, you know, the freshmen that, didn't, that got to come and the guys that didn't dress the years before they got to come. So it was really just an experience, and I was glad that
0: everyone got to experience it with us. What made you, in your mind, a Division One college baseball player? What were, what were you able to do in high school and getting recruited that got you to the University of North Carolina and that you had the opportunity that you could take advantage of by, you know, with, with your offense like you did?
1: Um, I mean, not the 2 mound horn, but my, my specialty was speed. Um, I got on base, and I stole bases. I was 109 for 111 in high school. I hold the North Carolina State career stolen base record. So that was it. I mean, that's all I did. I didn't hit doubles. I didn't hit triples. I hit singles that turned into triples. I stole bases, and, you know, I caught the eye of Coach Holbrook, who now he's coaching at South Carolina, and uh, I'm about the same size as he, as he is and same kind of player. He said, you know what, you, you can play for us. I did, he played for Carolina, and, you know, the rest is history. He, he gave me a chance, and I tried to take advantage of it.
0: Now, what's your favorite memory from Rosenblatt Stadium, and what's your kind of your thoughts on the stadium, this being the last time they're playing the Cobbled Series at Rosenblatt? Um, Favorite has got to be, you know,
1: freshman year. You know, everything seemed to be taken away at the end, but, you know, we we felt good after our first game. You know, it was just a thrill to play for the championship, and we won our first game. Uh, You know, honestly, we we probably got too confident and thought we had it in the bag. And uh, we got a big lead in Oregon State. You know, the good team that they were, they battled back, and they beat us Saturday and beat us Sunday. But going out there and playing for the national championship and playing in front of all those people and being in the stadium, being in this atmosphere, walking up the street and seeing all the vendors, seeing all the people, I mean,
0: you, you can't beat that. You, that is Omaha, and that, that's what you can't beat. What was something, we had a question from one of the guys in the audience beforehand. What was your routine before a game? Like, what did you do just before a game every day to get ready for that, for every day, every game? Um, well, I was a little different. I couldn't, it wasn't that I was
1: nervous, it wasn't anything, but I could only eat, you know, like 10 hours before a game. If I ate anything else before a game, for some reason, my stomach would be killing me. <laughs> so I ate real early, got up, you know, no, any, not really any superstition um, besides just kind of going out and playing, but... Uh, Did
0: you have any teammates with any really goofy superstitions? There's
1: a lot of, I mean, baseball's <laughs> full of superstitions, so a lot of it was, you know putting one sock on before the other putting one shoe on before the other um you know I had uh, a lot of people would like put a pair of socks on then walk around for five minutes put something else <laughs> on it I mean they would take an hour to get dressed <laughs> just different things some guys would have to like go to the training room if they're not hurt go jump in an ice bath or or, or a hot tub um a lot of guys just a lot of different things you know a lot of maybe OCD, you know, you, you want your locker to look exactly the same as it was the day before because you got three hits the day before, but in honesty, I mean, it didn't matter.
0: And now the last thing before we we'll open it for some questions, just uh, your last year, at, uh, this year in, in baseball, what was kind of what was that like for you? The, you're not going to play pro ball, I guess. So what was it like for you just kind of wrapping up your college uh, playing career and your baseball career? Has that been difficult or are you going to deal with that in another day?
1: Um, it, it was difficult. Um, you know, we beat we we got beat by Oklahoma and they're a great team. Um, you know we were real young. And we were trying to, to, to not rebuild, but you know kind of teach these new guys how to play and and how to, how to play Carolina baseball. And we didn't make it back to Omaha, but you know it, it was it was almost bittersweet. You know I knew I wasn't going to play pro ball, and uh, you know as much as my dad was harping on me, I you know, try and get a job, getting in the real world. Um, so that's what it was. You know baseball was over, and I enjoyed all five years. I had my ups and downs. I had injuries, but you know, I'm, I'm back here, and you know, I got the opportunity to come come with the company I'm working with, Evo Shield, and I just love it. I'm, I, get, I get to come back for the fifth year. There's nothing else I'd want more than just to be here, um, whether I'm playing or not, because this is another aspect of, of Omaha I have not been able to, to, to see. You know, I played. I was a, I was a role player. Uh, I, I redshirted, and now I'm, I get to see everything outside. And, and what goes on in that street and what goes on out here, is phenomenal. I mean you can't be you can't beat everyone walking up and down the streets I mean everyone is baseball fans out here
0: wanting to watch baseball and that's what I love. That's what makes it Omaha. What do you guys have? what questions do you guys have for Mike Cavascini about college baseball or the Caldwell series? Guy played here four years guys I'm sure somebody has a question. Go I have ahead. a question. Yeah.
1: Can you talk about when you were figuring out your way to contribute, how did you prepare for that and how did you refine that? Well, it really um a lot of time with Coach Holbrook, you know, his specialty he was the same player as I was and his specialty was bunting. I mean he could he could bunt a ball with his eyes closed and put it in the exact spot ten times in a row. And so he we really emphasized that before every practice I'd be out there, he'd have you know, he'd be throwing balls to me and working on bunting. Working on the small game because that was my game. He'd work on, you know, all right, Cabbie, we got four cones within, you know, one foot apart making a little box you need to put the ball in here every time because if you do you're going to be safe and I mean that's the things that he did that's the things that made him the player that he was and the great college player that he was so it really took a lot of you know him him helping me out him saying okay, let's go work on this you know we got some downtime let's go work on this and I, I will you know pretty much all of it to him and, and getting me out there and and really helping me focus on what's going to help me play which was my speed.
0: Anybody else have questions for Mike? Yeah, go ahead. Go back, the back. Uh, sorry, was like, you know, they talk, they chatter." another the guy's that you got, else's head, or you just stay quiet and play the game. You... Uh, yeah, I was
1: more of the quiet player. We had a lot of guys that uh, that loved to talk. Um, you know, like Mark Flory, was. He was our, you know, him and Garrett Gore were our two guys that would just talk all the time, nonstop. You know, about anything. I was just kind of the one that tried to to lead by example. Um, you know, I kind of learned from Dust Snackley. You know, y'all you know, second pick. He's playing with the Mariners organization. He he would barely say anything, but he did everything right on and off the field. And you, you saw. I mean, he batted over 400 every year he was here. I mean, honestly, the best player I've ever played with, ever watched. And he just led by example, and that's that's what I tried to be. It's just like he
0: was. He was our Player of the Decade for 2000 to 2010 for Baseball America, and, and that was voted on by like more than 150 college baseball coaches, Division One right. level. and he ran away with that award. So, Dustin Ackley, and he's a career hits leader in the Caldwell Series, and he played here three years, and he broke the record held by several guys who were here for four years. So, pretty amazing career. And what's your favorite flavor over Zesto's? I, assume, uh, over there.
1: I like peanut butter. It's kind of thick, but I love some peanut butter.
0: See, that was Coach Holbrook's favorite, if I, if I remember yeah. correctly. You, just, you tried to emulate your coach. I'm anyway. trying to, he's a great man. <laughs> um. Like, when you were in high
1: school, what did you feel, like, helped you get recruited? Like, did you go to a lot of camps, or did you just, like, go out there and have your coaches kind of take care of it? Um, it was a, it was a lot of, I, I played for a showcase team. Uh, at a, I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, I played for a team out of Pineville, um, the On Deck O's, and we just, every weekend we traveled to different tournaments, you know, Jupiter and Fort Myers and, and Atlanta for all the East Cop tournaments, and it really was just kind of going out and playing as hard as I could, and, you know, um... Really just playing with the showcases and we, we went to as many tournaments as we could that we knew the scouts would be at. Um, in high school, you know, we really really weren't all that great so not a lot of scouts came to our games. But it really was just going out with another team, finding a team that played in front of these guys and just showing them what I could do. have yeah, question? No, go ahead. Who was the hardest pitcher you versed in the College
0: World Series?
1: Hardest pitcher? Um, there's a lot of them, because they all seem to strike me out at least once or twice. <laughs> um, but you, you know, that, that, that's the whole starting staff for Oregon State uh, my freshman year. Um, they honestly were probably three, three of the best pitchers that I've put together with a team, especially you know, the Saturday and Sunday guys. They, they came off you know, maybe two or three days
0: rest. That was Jonah Nickerson, who actually threw 323 pitches here in nine days yeah. and retired before he got out of A ball. So he left his career, basically, in Omaha. He got a got a championship ring out of it. He did. But his pro career did not go anywhere. And then Dallas Buck.
1: Yeah, Dallas I guess Buck was one of the other ones. On
0: and um, Mike Stutz also pitched, I think, a lot for them. Mm-hmm. He's in double-A with the Phillies. Okay. How about, did you face Mike Leak last year at all? We didn't state? face
1: Leak. We faced um, Spence. We faced Spence. He threw twice against us. He was very good. But I seemed. I just tried to bunt off him and, and get on <laughs> base because he, he was very good. and. I couldn't really do much else against him. He
0: just pitched last night in the Cape Cod League. He's trying to come back off an arm injury. He's not even here with uh, Arizona State. He got a, a, a nerve injury. Anybody else? Lee had one more. I thought you just mentioned the Cape. What kind of things would you do, do during the summers while you were playing at the University of North Carolina? You played for the, in the Cape, didn't you, for Chatham? I, I, I played for Wareham, oh, Wareham. Uh,
1: one year. but um. John Wild. Yeah, John Wild. Um, actually, my freshman year, we got done, I think I played, we played you know, 71 games and I wanted like a week off, I was kind of tired and I called up, I was playing for the Wilson Tobs who's the Coastal Plains and uh, they said you know we're gonna need you tomorrow night, come out and play so I got up, drove there at like 6 o'clock in the morning, got there, they suited me up, we took a three and a half hour bus ride to Edenton and in the seventh inning, uh, ball was hitting the right center field, took off, fence was only 3.50, no warning track, just a big... Wooden fence and ran straight through it. Um, <laughs> I have the pieces of wood in my room. I took them. Uh, I broke, so I ended up breaking my collarbone. I got a concussion, broke my nose, and uh, so I took that whole sum, rest of the summer off rehab. Um, and then the next year is when I played in, in where I am. But uh, that was after an eye injury. I got hit. I scored the bunt, got hit in the eye, and uh, ended up. Long story. Broke my nose. Got 13 stitches in my eye. Broke my orbital bone, and. Uh, Kind of, I lost my sight for three weeks, so it took the whole year kind of getting back to that, getting my vision back. So I had a limited role in the Cape, but it was a great experience. And the funny thing was, I actually, I roomed with Jason Ogata. Okay, um, yeah. So he was in Oregon State. Oregon State. The second year, they beat us for national championships, so kind of weird. We both showed up, and they ended up rooming us together. <laughs> um, we've become great friends. And the next year, um, right before the season started, in uh, Christmas break, I was running hills, and I tore my ACL. So I registered that year, didn't play summer ball. And then last year, uh, I just worked camp. So I really haven't had much time playing summer ball. But um, the, the Cape and the Coastal Plains League are the two leagues that I got to experience, and they had so much talent. I mean, it's just
0: it's great to play for them. I just didn't get the opportunity to play much. <laughs> Anybody else have anything for Cavi? He has non-injury stories to tell as well. <laughs> All right. How about everybody give a round of applause for Mike Pabastini. <laughs>